This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Hello, welcome to the Wolf and Our Bonus podcast episode Tom Davis is here Yeah, yeah, yeah is here <laughs> We're gonna yeah. go through your emails and try and issue some advice So this is Lisa's first week well, I didn't let her look at it uh, completely on her own because I thought it'd be good to scaffold it a bit. Do you know what I mean? Oh, so, so what you? So what, you were like a boss? I wasn't like a boss. <laughs> I wasn't like a boss. We just sort of we went through we went through them together. How are you like when you're sort of doing stuff like that with with her? Is, is does she sort of like respect you when you're? Because obviously that is your domain. You're like, oh, this is how we work for the emails, and this is how I do them. Was she like, oh, that seems, like, or was she like, this is a really awkward way of doing it? She, it'd be easier if you did so it. So basically, what happened was, so how I normally do this is I'll have like, I'll open up two Word documents and, yeah. uh, and I was just sort of like, start going for the emails and pasting them in. Some I'll put in for the main episode and some I'll put in for the bonus. And, you know, you sort of read through and pull them out. And as I was showing her how I did it, she just said to me, you know, this is like such an inner, basically, my, I don't know what your laptop's like, but my laptop has got, a thousand fucking tabs like so yeah, it's yeah. so messy so like as i'm trying to navigate through i go oh god i've lost the document again and like you know it's in with a load of other shit i haven't closed properly and i can feel her sort of just getting less and less attracted to me because <laughs> do you know what i mean like because you just sort of think like this the way this guy but basically my laptop looks like you know the guy who stole the embryos in jurassic park yeah, yeah looks yeah, like yeah. his desk do you know what I mean? It's just a fucking state. Do you know what I mean? So it was It was actually quite a chat. We actually both established that this would have been a lot better if she'd been doing this from the beginning, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I just also say uh, a, a, the opposite of a shout out to people that have been knowing that Lisa is starting to read the emails going, hey, Lisa, how you doing? And all that shit. Right? Oh, tacky. Very tacky. Very if you're thinking tacky. about that, doing that, please just, I think you know what to do. What? What a sweet soul picture. Oh, fuck. How, has Lisa seen any of those? Or? 
Yeah, she has. So you've managed to waste my wife's time as well as mine now. <laughs> no one's put them on the Wolf and Our Pod, have they? No one's added the Wolf and Our Pod with those pictures. No, and I, I hope they continue not to, to be honest with you. Okay. You ready for some emails? You know, just quickly, uh, oh. this isn't an email. No, just to sort of say, um, I had a really, I cut my toenails today. <laughs> it's the first time I've done it for ages because I usually have how a How long, how long, how long, how uh, long? I would honestly say probably about two, three months. Oh my God. How long were they? <laughs> Quite long. It was like I'd probably had to go up for like a shoe size. <laughs> they were getting that long. But also they were starting to curl up a bit. I was what what I really wanted to do is try and hold out until I could go and get a pedicure okay. and have quite long toenails and the person just really you know like when fields and they get like a belt sander out or something. But I just thought I would make them really. I've got something really like a really great before and after picture. But I just yeah, but but out. but hold on, but you know you're doing King Gary at the moment. Yeah. So you're getting changed in front of people and stuff and changing costumes. Yeah, no, so are you worried about people seeing your fucking face? Yeah, that's one of the, that's one of the reasons I've had to do it as well. What happened? Did somebody say? Well, it's, yes, I've yeah, obviously for quite a lot of King Gary, I'm sort of derobed, shall we say? Yeah, and I noticed someone the other day. No one said anything, but I noticed someone sort of staring at my my little toe. That like I genuinely had like a prison prison <laughs> prison blade on the end of my fucking little toe. It was it was without a, like it was probably like probably about that long at the end, like half of that. No, what, is that, what is that? First of all, you got. First of all, Grandma, you've got to show it to the fucking camera. <laughs> grandma, <laughs> Grandma. Right. Okay, I'm gonna do it with this. This is easier. I reckon it was like that at okay. the end of my toe. Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't know what. That's probably a, yeah. It was yeah, and it was starting to curl up, and and then. <laughs> And then when we were in bed, like Catherine was out, like, like oh yeah, god, this is so horrible. <laughs> so this morning, and then the, I mean, you say about the least sexiest thing you try to go through emails. I tried to be really cool this morning. I cut my toenails before we, and I went downstairs and went, uh, "Just so you know, I've cut my toenails." <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Just lying in bed, that poor woman is feeling <laughs> your fucking talons on her legs. <laughs> like Jurassic Park. <laughs> but have you had a pedicure before? Yeah, I, I had my first one uh, just before lockdown. I've never had it before because, uh, well, because it just hadn't, wasn't, it didn't occur to me as something that I'd ever have. Do you know what I mean? But one of Lisa's mates um, runs a little salon. And so, uh, shout them out, mate. Shout them out. It's, I can't remember the name of the, oh, fucking hell, mate. Her name's Jackie. She operates out of Crawley. I can't remember what the name of the salon is. Um, guys, just Google Jackie Spa Crawley and you'll find it. But by the sounds of things, it's one hell of a place. It is great. It is great. I wish I remember the name. So I went along with Lisa once, like pre COVID, and I had a pedicure. There was a, there was a little bit of an awkward moment. I'll be honest with you, where she sort of, I, I had like a, I had like a foot, it was wonderful, by the way. It was absolutely wonderful, but I was having like a foot bath, you know, and sort yeah, of yeah. exfoliating the feet or whatever. And at one point she said, move your feet from here to here, sort of yeah. while I was still sat down. And I very nearly like kicked her straight in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, you've got to be careful with that. It was so difficult to avoid doing that. I wondered if it was engineered deliberately. I, I, I thought maybe it'd be, it was like a prank by them. 
you know, because yeah, yeah. the way she did it is goes, she just moved in so close. She goes, right, lift your feet. It was so hard for me to not boot her straight in the, in the mouth. Uh, and then, for, to be honest with you, it was then very difficult for me to enjoy the rest of the pedicure because I was so embarrassed about that having happened. I couldn't properly relax. But afterwards, my feet looked impeccable. Mate, it's the feeling. The first one I had was after I'd been like working at festivals and stuff, and it'd been an awful sort of summer of rain and cold weather, and I actually had trench foot. What, um, uh, what a lovely experience for the, uh, <laughs> no. for the person at the salon. <laughs> I would have got this done sooner, but I wanted to wait till my feet were really fucking rank and had like a disease before I came here for you to have a look at them. No, but no, when I went in, because it was a rain, you're wearing like wet socks all the time. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not like you. I'm not fucking a guy who spent his whole life working in plimsolls. I'm fucking, (laughs) I've had to go out of graph, mate. Fucking wearing a pair of Converse since fucking 1998. This is like, mate, I've been out of work boots, mate. Still toe caps, so there's no breathing. And the, but they did look at my feet, and she shook her head, and then she just went and got like a manager who did them in the end. Oh no, really? Yeah, yeah. But then since then, I try regularly to have my feet done, mm. and it is just genuinely like a, an absolute blessing. And I fucking thank you. When I was uh, about maybe like 13, 14. Um, no, I must have been about yeah, no, fourteen, I reckon. Yeah, I remember my mum and dad were going. They're at this, um, like they're at their friend's house, and a load of like the Sri Lanka community had gone round there, and right. there's like a party thing going on. And uh, my brother and I were out and just fucking about, and it, and we, and we we're supposed to turn up to this thing, this get together a bit later on. My mum and dad said we had to make an appearance. Do you know what I mean? Because otherwise we're going to offend their friends. So a bit later on in the evening, we. We wandered over there, but it started pissing it down with rain, like absolutely tipping it down. We're walking over to these people's house. And we got there. When we got there, we were fucking drenched, right? And um, she, they said, I'll take your shoes and socks off because you're absolutely soaked. So I hadn't... I don't think I'd cut my toenails. <laughs> like maybe in years, right? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Like they were like fucking... You talk about steel toe caps. My toenails had formed their own sort of toe cap. <laughs> over the... <laughs> and I took my socks off and I sat next to a girl. Oh, and she, God. honestly, mate, she looked down at my feet with the same disgust that you would look at racism. It was... Were you quite... What, what was your personal hygiene like back then? Do you know what, mate? Like, it's such a weird thing because it's sat in such contradiction to everything else about me. Like, I have always been, since I was, like, a, a little kid, obsessed with personal... Like, you know, I've got to say, this week, you smelt amazing on set. Are you taking the piss now? Oh, we had to do a scene where I got very close to you. COVID, obviously, we've been very... Both COVID tested, but I had to get very close. I got a whiff of you. I was like, fuck, man, this guy just smells amazing. <laughs> Smart, nice boy. And, no, genuinely, and you've been up early that morning. I was like, oh anyway, um, yeah, I'd always been like, I've always been properly on top of like hygiene to the point where like, is this weird? I, I think environmentally, this is unsound. I went through a phase of like having a, and there's no no reason particularly, but like sort of having an early evening pant change. Is that a weird? Yeah, thing? I think that's fine. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I sometimes have a shower in the evening depending on how I feel. I do. I love that. 
love. I think I, I don't think environmentally we're allowed to talk about this, Tom. Because like, yeah, but also, but we all, me and you, are very like not just me and you, but our whole generation. Like links has caused the hole in the ozone layer. Like all because yeah. we all use so much of it. Mm. That's that's a that's a fact. Do you still use links? I have actually got the links, um, the special links that links Marmite that they did. Yeah, so you you've got that, haven't you? Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, I use it mm. as a joke. Yeah. And was it? Does it smell of Marmite? And look, you can notice. Them. Do you want me to wear it? When are you in Wednesday? I'll wear it Wednesday yeah. for you, if you notice it. Okay, but okay. Can I just say something? Can you not yeah. start? Because what you'll do now <laughs> is you'll start fucking number one on the call sheet, start parading around the set, going, Rom's demanded. I wear like you know how you like the sort of bully boy tactics you do whenever I'm on. No, what I was going to do is put you in a headlock for a bit with it with it on, see if you can smell it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, should we get to some emails, Uh Okay, this is from uh, Adam Harvey. Uh, we sort of talked about this in the last podcast, but anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, Adam Harvey. Uh, first off, Rom, uh, you were solid on Ant and Deck. Highlight of the show. Uh, I've wow, been wondering. I don't know why I read wow. that out loud. We can Dick we can boy. cut that. Out. Let's cut Mate, that. Wow, well, no, don't cut that out. That's nice, man. Reading well, your I've own this, I've been wondering this for a while. If you two were to have hip hop names, what would they be? And if you had a rap battle, who would win? Ooh, My money's on Rom, but prove me wrong, Tom. Love to we'll part keep it last. That is a ridiculous question. That's literally like who'd be the fight, who'd win in a fight between us, or who'd be the fastest runner. Like, okay, well, who, what would be your two answers to those? Me, for both of them. Fastest runner. Yeah, I would be in a, a runner. Now listen, in a fight, I'm going to tell you this now. You would snap me like a fucking twig. I've got no doubts yeah. about that, right? In a running race, but I'm deceptively quick. What? It'd have to be a fucking incredible deception for you to be right quicker mate, than me. If you want to do, and I've, I will fucking throw down a challenge now. Right. And we can do it next okay. week. Okay. You want to do it. Right. So this will come out Friday. Yeah. So you're in at the weekend. We'll do a running race, mate. Yeah. All right. Fine. We will do a fucking running race. 100 meters? Have you got that in you? I think I've got 100 meters in me. Yes. Wait. Don't bite off more than you can suck. Okay. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no. Seriously, boy. Because the, the, the thing about this question is like, hip, I, I like hip hop, right? But that, I, I, I'm, you know, Romish is an incredible, Romish is genuinely. A, a very good like MC, he can rap. I, I, I'm not, him. I'm not, I'm not. But mate, uh, we've all heard it. You're being that you you can do that. I can't do. I've tried to do that. By the way, on a TV show, I did a thing where I'm obsessed. I like country music, right? And I actually like uh, like the countryside of hip hop. Little Nas X. Yeah, I literally died on my hole and realized how hard it is to actually rap. Singing country music is kind of you just sing a bit, bit about heartbreak and stuff. I love I love that vibe, right? Love a bit of Willie Nelson on the flex, right? The actual, <laughs> but but rapping is fucking hard, really hard. When did and you? So when did you do it? can do it. I did it on a show called Live at the Electric a few years back, and we the whole joke was we did a thing called cunt hop, which is country music fused with hip hop. And uh, so I wrote, I'd written raps and tried to rap along, and it was a live studio audience and. Like every night, I come off and think I genuinely want. I wanted to go and buy the whole audience a beer because I'd be actually pretty funny up until I had to do the rapping bit, and then that would take honestly about fifteen takes in front of a live studio audience. So here, I've got a question. So every time when you do those kind of shows, we have this in Ranga Nation. One of the biggest problems we have in Ranga Nation is the number of times I say fuck. 
right? It, yeah, it's, oh, a, yeah, it's yeah. a big issue for that. Not a big issue. They're very nice about it because you're sort of in the moment or whatever. But they're only they have to justify fucks on TV, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so for example, you know. They'll, they'll always give me a little reminder, Rom, try not to say fuck too much. Do you know what I mean? Not in a horrible way, but you just got to keep them down. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, like, you get complaints, right? But so, but, but you could, there's such a thing as we, we start talking about earned fucks and unearned fucks, right? So, like, sometimes yeah, 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 yeah. a fuck will be in a punchline and it makes the punchline better and it's properly funny, you know, or saying fuck off at the end of, like, a really strong sentiment. It's the perfect thing, you know. You go, that is an earned fuck. Whereas... Yeah. Throwing it in conversationally in the same way that you would, you know, in the way that you and I do when we're chatting. To, we pro- I'd actually argue that you and I probably swear more when we're not doing this even. Do you know what I mean? Than, yeah, yeah, than... yeah. Oh, mate, yeah. I try and hold down swearing. By the way, even Stan, who's like a close friend yeah. of mine, you know Stan, who's list- yeah, big listener. He, who is a big, massive swearer himself, said, oh, this week's podcast, there was a, you, there was a, set, there was a conversation you were had. In the like, basically swore four times within a sentence to each other. I was like, "Wow!" Like, there's a part of me that actually, thought, oh wow, that's pretty impressive. But I and now I've started noticing it when me and you just talk in life. I know. I know. I was standing I there chatting to you the other day, and then realised that, that I was like, in front of the kid actors, we're both pretty decent, but in front of other people, normal people, I'm like, we that savage amount of swearing. I know. I know. I know. I know, man. I but look, look, it is what it is. Do you know what I mean? I, the problem is I've got a much more relaxed attitude to swearing than than other people. Um, yeah. And also, you know I what? think I think it sounds worse from some people than other people. Like, for yeah. example, Lee Evans, right? Yeah. Lee Evans, fat, like people, huge. It, it, it not, one of the biggest acts this country's ever produced, right? People love Lee Evans. I love Lee Evans. And he's seen as like a family comedian. You watch his stand-up. I mean, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He he drops the f bomb so much, but you don't yeah. notice it. Do you know what I mean? It's it's so funny like that. Whereas with other comics, you properly hear it when they're saying it. When we did Murder Successful Series Two, we used seventy, I think seventy percent of our whole series swear allowance on just Vicky Patterson, and she's a, an amazing swearer, Vicky Patterson. She's an yeah. incredible swearer, but she doesn't say anything without swearing. So yeah. like we literally used seventy percent of the whole show, like the whole series, and everyone else was coming in, and you having to go, look, you're really going to have to because Vicky's filmed her episode, and we won't have an episode if we don't if we don't start using more of that allowance. If you go back and watch it, it's quite evident. That that I always wondered that about uh, thick of it because thick of it. Oh wow! In terms of written swearing, you want you want to see swearing done well. Yeah, yeah. Watch yeah. thick of it, man. It's it's. Incredible, but I can't believe they got away with it, man. So much swearing in that show. Also, the the Scottish, like uh, I'd say, Bridges and Connolly swear yeah, yeah. so well. Oh. We've both got quite harsh accents, so swearing sounds worse in our mouths. Yeah, it sounds. It's. I think it sounds coarser coming from us. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a sort of if you if you if you didn't know us and you heard us having a conversation on the train, it'd be the sort of thing where people would move away or sort of you know there'd be knowing yeah. looks to each other like oh. God, and also, me and you sound a lot more stupid when we swear. Like you think that we were at. Feel like, yeah, there's a lot of things I think we've got in common. I've got. <laughs> not sure I feel about. But being... I mean, look, let's get back to the actual crux of of uh, the question. So, what? Romish is a better rapper. I would definitely beat him in a fight, and the race is on. Yeah. Um, what we should do is probably maybe have a um, maybe some money that goes to charity. Uh, on the sort of you know. Yeah, I'll give a fiver to charity or something if you. Well, I was going to say fifty quid or a hundred pounds. So, well, I was going to say like two hundred pounds. So, 
Well, okay, so 200 pounds it is. Uh, and we'll give that to Mind, a charity that we both love. Um, and okay, so this is on. Uh, people get in touch. Uh, we will do, we'll do this probably at the weekend on Saturday or Sunday. The running race is on. As you could, we could do it. There's a lot of op- let's just see what the heat is on this race because sure. I know people are going to be interested. And I know, yeah, who do you think is going to win? Uh, okay, uh, Alexander Murphy. <laughs> hey guys, love the podcast. Mum and dad are obsessed with King Gary, uh, and my sister, a passionate veganism advocate. Uh, is obsessed with uh, Romesh. If you give Caitlin Murphy a shout out, she'd be thrilled. Um, hello, Caitlin Murphy. Now, this sounds like I'm about to have a go at Caitlin. Big shout out to you and well done for doing what you do in this animal welfare charity at 18. It's great. It has reminded me, however, of a thing that went completely the other way last week for me on Facebook. I just want to talk about, right? Okay, hit me so up. So I'm involved in this charity. Uh, free this, shop. I saw this. We, had, we right. talked about this on set behind your back. Yeah. So free shop in Crawley. Shout out to them. They do this thing for vulnerable families in Crawley, where people who can't afford groceries and stuff, they turn up and they have like they go into a supermarket and they get this stuff for free from donations yeah. and stuff like that. So obviously charities are struggling, and um, I said I'd I'd I'd, um, I'd get involved and happy to help them out, right? And people, by the way, people are asking how they can donate to it, but loads of different areas. You know, if there's food banks and stuff all over the country, so. It's a good thing to donate to at the moment. So, at any time, but particularly now. So, anyway, I got involved in this charity, and they said to me, do you mind sh- sharing stuff? Because it'd be good to get a bit of attention to it. I said, yeah, whenever you want to share a post, just let me know. Send it to me, right? So, Easter coming up, they were worried about families not being able to afford Easter eggs for their kids. So, they said, they put up a post. It's a photo of a load of Easter eggs says, can you donate? They've got three supermarkets in Crawley that were collection points. Can you donate Easter eggs to these supermarkets? And then they tagged me and they said, Romesh, could you share it? So I shared it. I, I come back to that post a little bit later. There's a woman going, I can't believe as a vegan you would promote Nestle. Okay. Because there's a nest, like a few Nestle eggs in the thing. And then there's another woman going, uh, for someone that claims to be a vegan, you know, find it pretty disgusting that you're promoting dairy products on your thing right so i saw it i saw the comments and i deleted them right because i just thought this is just a thing where i want people like i'm just trying to encourage people to donate easter eggs right i, I don't want this to be a thing where like this because anyway that is apparently the work that not apparently that turned out to be the worst thing i could have done because what happened was is whoever i deleted and blocked has told her vegan network that i've done that and so then my fucking page gets like, not swamped. Well, it did get swamped, actually, with like vegans going, Romesh claims to have morals, but he's doing this. It doesn't matter that it's for charity. It's absolutely disgusting exploiting animals. And then you get, and then off the back of that, you get other people going, fuck you, vegans. This is ridiculous that you're having, it. and it, mate, it just went wow. off. It I, went I didn't, off. You, when I said I saw it, I saw one one guy, early on because that popped up on my facebook page and it was one guy who went um you have to basically uh, announce that this is an advert uh, oh my god bit, yeah sponsored yeah. you have to say this is sponsored yeah. and you were like no this it's a charity thing and then he went oh my bad and then he's basically quite a few people went why did you know well done for apologizing and then he seamlessly seemingly had apologized but then put the boot in on you I know. Which I mate, sort of, it... almost felt compelled as your power to sort of because i was so i was with mark mcqueen who's um who drives and shout out to Mark McQueen listen to the podcast and absolutely couldn't live my life without him top guy top pal and um 
he, me and him were like, wow, this guy's gone two foot. Like, he put his foot in his mouth. You basically calmed the whole thing down. He said, oh, I apologize. And then he went in, it fucking, he doubled down on what he was saying. I know, I know. He just said, he said something like it was so, it was really lazy of you to not yeah. explain that this was a charity thing. And that's how that, he's sort of saying that the reason he'd made that mistake was because of me being lazy or whatever. But it just descended into madness, right? And the thing is, I understand where those vegans are coming from. I do, I get it. If you feel passionate about that, I get it. What I would say is, all they did was solidify people's distaste towards vegans. Do you know what I mean? This is exactly yeah. the fucking reason why people immediately shut off to the whole idea of veganism and think, I don't want to get involved in that. It's because of people like that who fucking make it so militant. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's that's why that's why normal vegans get the piss taken out of them because of people like them. Yeah. What I would also say though is that I had shared a previous post from that charity and it had got like two hundred view like likes or whatever, and this one got two thousand. So they actually well. helped quite a lot. So what I would like to say is, please do donate eggs, and you know. Can you donate some with extra dairy, please, just to fuck these people yeah, off? Yeah, because if there's one thing you, you really don't want at Easter, it's a vegan Easter egg. <laughs> Haven't been bought one of those a couple of years ago. as a mistake. Uh, I can tell you now that they're, uh, yeah. And if anybody can find any sort of meat eggs, <laughs> I suppose those are just the eggs, aren't they? I mean, eggs are non-vegan. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't want to jump on the fact that, you know, you were a bit, but that felt like my perfect time to go, they are just eggs rubbish. By the way, I saw a thing called armadillo eggs. Have you heard of them? No. Do you ever watch these American barbecue shows? Yeah. Why would you watch them? Excuse me? Well, like barbecue meat. That's just like, it sounds like sort of like a bit, I don't know, it sounds a bit pervy, like, because you don't eat meat. You just sort of sit there watching saying you can't have. Okay, like first a vicar of all, watching porn. First of all, <laughs> I just caught a clip of this something that had been shared on Facebook. Second of all, second of all, if I wanted to watch a porn, don't make it out like I fucking watched snuff porn. <laughs> no, it's just a bit creepy. Like, that's how happening. is it creepy? No, because like us meat eaters are sitting there going, oh fucking hell. Just okay, well, you, you stop watching gardening shows then. Stop watching anything with vegetables. Wait, wait, wait I'll tell you what. Take away. The moment you catch me watching a gardening show, my friend, take me out and fucking dig me, dig a hole in the garden and just throw me in it. You could have tits, mask, mate. I can't believe I call that. You can stop watching gardening. You can stop watching gardening shows then. Literally, you're not allowed to watch work. shows. No, you can't even watch them anymore. You're not allowed to watch farming programs. Would you like that? Vegetable farm. Yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to watch vegetable, vegetable farms. Yeah, you can have farming programs. Um. Anyway, so that's not what I meant to say. Caitlin Murphy, big shout out to you. Setting up an animal animal welfare charity at eighteen. That is pretty big up, big yourself up now. So anyway, th this person goes on. This person is Alex. Uh, goes on to talk about tahine, which uh, you remember I talked about uh, yeah. last yeah. week. We shared a clip of it. The Mexican. It was I said it's T A H I N, but it's T A J I N. Yeah. Uh, this now, Tom. First of all, before we carry on, also just for anyone listening, um, obviously within the Spanish language, um, J is basically H. That's why I almost got it wrong. Yeah, thank you, Tom, for sort of um, sort of backing me up there. Um, what I'm going to say to you now, Tom, is I am actually ordering some tahine right. for you. I'm going to get it sent wow. to your house, and we are on the next podcast. We're going to have a little taste thing. Like, wow, it'll be a nice little thing for That'd us. Be to nice, do. Yeah, yeah. What on the Fridays one? Yeah, so it'll be nice. That'd be to very do that. exciting. Anyway, this person has given us a recipe. I don't know why I'm reading out a recipe, but let's go for it. Thank you, Alex. Uh, 
So I used to work uh, as a cook in a lovely Mexican restaurant near London Bridge, and would often use a little bit of, uh, would often enjoy a little bit of fruit dipped in tajin. Here's some more. Was, was it chiquillos? It doesn't say. I, I'm, I'm literally reading the same information that you're hearing. So uh, I used to. Uh, you should sort of ask me a question as if I could now ask. Alex. I don't have Alex here with me. No, no, I'm no, reading I'm an email. Which one it was? Okay. Uh, here's a more savoury use. Still delicious. Pop a couple of corn cobs on the barbecue and blacken oh, them a little bit. I'm already with him. I'm with him. Yeah? I'm with him. I'm, I already know. I already know. You put that. You put the. the yeah, I mean, there. fucking hell, mate. That's, <laughs> that's what he's. Got... <laughs> 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 Is that what he's saying, though? Yeah. He's stepping in like you're fucking psychic. Here's a recipe to do with tahis. Get the cork. Oh, stop there. Stop there. I know what's going to happen. He's going to put some tahini on those, isn't he? <laughs> is it just tahini or has he done refried no, beans? No, it's not. There's other stuff. There's other stuff. There's no refried beans. Pop a couple of corn cobs on the barbecue. Blacken them a little bit to your taste until the corn is cooked. Using a food brush, apply chipotle mayo over the corn. Roll the corn in a mixture of grated parmesan, black pepper and tahini. Uh, being that there is good quality accessible vegan substitutes for parmesan and mayo, it's something that anyone can enjoy, regardless of dietary requirements. Hope you give it a try. Now, here's my suggestion, Tom, to you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get some tahini sent to your house. I'm also yeah. going to get some... Well, you can probably get yourself some chipotle, mayo. I'm not fucking doing your grocery shopping for you. <laughs> no, um, shall we try this corn recipe uh, next yeah. week? That'd be great, on Friday. Yeah, let's do it on Friday. Yeah, let's um, do that. Okay. I've got to be eating, by the way, corn on the cob because of that too. I thought that's sorted out now. Yeah, it is, but I'm, I, I, I love corn on the cob, by the way. Why don't you pre-strip it? Yeah, actually, I might do that, yeah. You want to yeah. eat out of a bowl? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Or, or... <laughs> 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 um, there used to be a corn on the cob place, uh, actually, which Alex could have worked out by the sounds of things. Um, where you used to do all different flavours, corn on the cobs. It was one of the best places in at the time at um, Borough Market. Yeah, I mean, I mean, th- this is very chefy. What what he's uh, what Alex is saying. Um, what I would say is like, even if you stick, even if you just heat up some corn on the cob and stick a little bit of chili powder on it, it's fucking bad. Yeah, butter. Yeah, butter's yeah, nice butter. Thing. Whatever you want. Yeah, that's just another thing you could do. Hit us up at the Wolf and Our Pod at gmail.com with your favourite corn on the cob recipes. Maybe <laughs> on if that would be great if they added on Instagram pictures of them to the Wolf and Our Pod on Instagram of you eating corn on the cob because that's always a funny thing. Uh, why? It's just funny watching people eat corn on the cob. Videos are better or boomerangs. Yeah, that, don't tag me though. Tag Tom specifically. Tag no, tag us both. It's unfair otherwise. Um, no, you'll feel left out. <laughs> Okay, hi Rom and Tom. This is for this is from Jamie Wright. <clears throat> I was watching Soccer AM this morning, and there were several adverts on during the break for Vanarama that I recognised the voice of, and it was none other than Tom. He did put on a weird voice, like he was selling Ann Summers products on it. So I'm not sure if he was trying to hide it was him. 
Referring back to a previous pod where Tom went on a tirade about celebs not using the products they advertise for, I'd like to know if Tom currently has a lease van or has he just sold his soul for a pound note? Love okay, what's, it, what's his dickhead's name? <laughs> what's his dickhead's name? <laughs> Jamie. 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 Um, right, mate. Uh, number one, well done. You noticed it was me. So number one, I, I very much enjoyed doing those adverts. Uh, I'm what's known in the industry as a voice actor. I do different voices. That was one that, to be fair, actually, I really enjoyed doing the whole, it was a spin. It was a, to make a van's company seem, seem sexy. But just quickly, if you're going to start throwing it around, my old baby, one thing I said on that advert is voiceovers and actors that we don't know is fine, right? It's when you're putting your face and your whole name to something you don't believe yeah. in. So that's my so, first argument. But not also number two, let oh, me say. That's, no, that's another argument. Vanarama is the premier place to hire vans, cars, ETC. Really helped my friend out of a spot this week. Uh, he was moving home. Uh, gave me a call. I said, look, mate, I've just done an advert for a company called Vanarama. Get in touch. See what they're like. He gets in touch. Namaste. Sort him out. So, Jamie, I would put my name to Vanarama. I put my body, my soul, and my uh, mirth into Vanarama. So, Jamie, I guess that to sort of summarise Tom's two answers there, number one, it, it, the hypocrisy is fine as long as you pre-announce it. That's the first point. The second point is Tom's clearly been paid to do another advert on this podcast. <laughs> I haven't been paid. I'm, look, mate, I'm just saying Vanarama is an incredible company. Really helpful. Of all the places I, like, you know, my friend was like, wow, they're really, really helpful. They couldn't do enough for him. Um, it felt like a gentle arm around the shoulder rather than a kick in the teeth. That's Vanarama. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, Jamie. I hope that that, I mean, in a, in a way, Tom feels like he's tackled it. If anything, I think I feel like he's reinforced your point. <laughs> uh, okay. This one is anonymous. Okay. Um, hi, Rom, Tom, and Lisa. Now, just just so you know, Tom, yeah, this is actually quite. This this one actually, we should probably give some some decent advice to here because I feel oh, for this God. guy. Um, I'm after some. Well, I say that is is he doesn't want my advice. Um, he's after your advice specifically. Uh, my son is 13 and over six foot. He's quite a self conscious soul. Doesn't like standing out in any way and hates being so tall. I know both Tom and Rom had a sec a tough time in secondary school. Do you have any advice how he can own his differences, particularly his height? What advice? Would you have given, particularly with what you two went through uh, in your teenage years? Uh, we're not sure when this growth spurt is going to stop. So, Tom, any thoughts? Um, it's, it's, it is a difficult one, this, because I it's, it's such a, obviously very close to home for myself, but then, you know, knowing you, Rom, and, and you know, you went through your own version of that. But I think, I think for... I think it's a real misconception as people think of if you're tall, you're going to have this sort of like, it's a confident thing, it's a thing of strength. I think I certainly felt the opposite of that. I felt you're already sort of almost physically making a statement before, as you walk into a room, before anyone even gets to know you. Physically, you, you've come in the room, people have clocked you, and they're always really going to cast dispersions on you one, one, one way or another. I think certainly within a, a masculine environment, for me, growing up, there was always that air of like a threat of like 
you know, other, other, you know, from school into sort of going to work to pubs, whatever, there was always that sort of thing of people like, well, yeah, he's a big geezer. I'm going to sort of, um, I'll, I'll show him up or something. So I think it's a, it is a real, I think a tough thing to grow up with. If you haven't got that confidence to own it, that came to me sort of later on in secondary school. I just, I think the, my humor and being really self derogatory got me out of a lot of situations uh and was was the sort of key to that uh but as to sort of if if he's feeling self-conscious with it i guess it's for you and for you and your wife to really i, I don't know i guess it's support him as as a as a person and sort of have a hold on on quite how how difficult is it is it's so hard isn't it to give advice because i look at some of my school life i look at some of my late teens probably quite a lot of my 20s and I'm quite sad looking back at it. You know, I remember being started on at festivals or just walking down the street and whatever, there would be someone who'd have a point to prove because you're tall. And I, and I think I'd love to just sit here and tell you that I had some sort of recipe for, oh, this is a, this is a, how you could handle, this is going to, you know, I just think now that it, that became the thing that made me stronger and it made me a thing that as a person was like, right, well, you know, there's no way out of this. I am this way. I've got to carry myself in a way that, I'm proud of the fact I'm tall. I'm not an aggressive person. I, I can, I, I just have to make sure. Yeah, it's 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 finding those levels. But yeah, it's a tough thing to go through, and uh, I think especially if he if he lacks that sports the thing. I, but I was awful at sports, so I think if you're tall and you're good at sport, it really helps. I mean, I'm literally waffling now because I've got no idea what to say. You know, the thing is, the truth is, it's 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 a really complicated situation because. Look, I've got three boys and our kids are they're very different to each other. They're not, you know, they're not particularly tall or anything, but they do have they are quite individual. The way they behave, the stuff they're into and stuff like that. And they get shit for that at school. And um you worry about it. Do you know what I mean? And I I I remember like, you know, my the biggest thing I used to get the taking the piss out of for me by other kids at school was first it was my weight when I was a lot younger. And then when I sort of like stretched out a little bit, um, it was my eye, you know? And I remember, um, and this, by the way, this is, I'm not trying, this sounds like I'm trying to make you feel worse. I'm not tr- trying to talk. I'm just trying to say it's a real thing. It's like, I remember we had to walk into, we, we, they were merging two science classes. We we're going to watch some film they're putting on like, as part of a thing. And so you had this thing where we walked into the theater where they were showing the film. And you walked into a room where basically there was a viewing gallery of all of the other kids in those, like, you know, as you walk in, like, right. And it felt really exposing. And I remember when I walked in, I must've been 14. These kids just started laughing at how I like saying I look stoned with my eye and all this shit. Right. And it's like, I just sort of basically got roasted as I made my way to the seat. And by kids, I didn't really know. It wasn't like mates. If it's mates, it's one thing. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, it's like people I didn't really know. And that stayed with me. For fucking ages and it's sort of and, and the truth is is those things can sort of define you in a way you know if you let them but what i would also say is i wouldn't be a comedian now if i hadn't had a late if i didn't yeah. have a lazy eye do you know what i mean like and i'm not I'm, saying that your son's gonna go on to become a comedian or anything but what i'm saying is you can't i don't think you can protect you know my kids sort of say things and you know they 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 they, they are into certain things or they dress a certain way or they, they they're very individual and I think to myself, that's going to draw attention to them. But I think to myself, all you've got to do is back yourself to give your kid the values and self-belief and self-esteem that they can handle that shit. 
Do you know what I mean? And 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 the truth is, you are not going to be able to protect your kid from every negative experience, and nor should you want to do that because. The truth is, it's all part of the thing that's that's us growing up. Do you know what I mean? And look, I'm not an expert. I guess what I'm trying to say is, you've got. I think I would inst- I would say to your son, if I was in your position, that kids are just looking for stuff to detract attention from their own shit. Do you know what I mean? And if they're talking about your son's height, they're delighted because it means they don't have to talk about their own shit. And his height will be something that will be a virtue in the future. Do you know what I mean? And You've just got to hope that you instill in him the values and self-belief and self-esteem that he's going to be able to tackle all of that. Do you know what I mean? And and so, you know, that's, again, I'm now finding myself waffling. But that's no, but, I, I, but on that, I, when you talk about the science class, I remember going into secondary school and later watching, like we were joking, but Shawshank with Lepcham. And when I look back now and think about secondary school, I remember, you know, like the first time you walk into the canteen or you're walking through the corridors and there's bigger kids. Because you go from like being like, you know, junior school, middle school, whatever, then all of a sudden you're into sort of, you know, there's kids there who are essentially young adults who are 17, whatever. And I remember like when I watched Shawshank Redemption years later, I was like, oh, I felt like Andy Dufresne when he went to prison, when he was walking through the corridors, like as a fresh fish. <laughs> and also like, it was like having a fucking sign on my back going, right, this is the kid, you know, because I was really tall and gangly. But on, on what Romish has just said, the thing that really, you know, sort of sits with me is that a lot of the people who I look at now who would tease me and, and sort of like, they sort of peaked at school. And the sort of the minerals and the sort of fabric that makes you sort of like toughens you up in a sense and gives you sort of, they were winning all the time. So they had never really known what it is to lose or sort of to feel sort of a bit of an outsider. They'd always been in the in crowd. So when it came to sort of starting a job or going into, and you're, I guess you, you as a person being tested, they hadn't ever had that at a young age. So at 18, 19, 20, 25 even, for the first time they're getting tested and they go, oh shit, what is this? What's this feeling of like, you know, of not getting a job? What's this feeling of, of feeling like bottom of the, the the ladder? What's this, what is that feeling? It's really hard to like anything. It's hard, like if you take a sport up, it's it's hard, you know, whatever, you're going to be rapper, swim, whatever. If you're going to do anything and the later you take that on, learn a language, whatever, the harder it gets. And I think that's the same with, with feeling that feeling of loss or feeling like you're not good enough. Or if it, all those things, I think, sort of mould into that that feeling, those feelings as well. So the older you are when you first get that, the less equipped you are to deal with that feeling. Whereas I, I look at feelings now, probably where I've had bad gigs or I've not got things. Or you know, when I started out in this industry, I genuinely thought, what what's the worst that can happen? I've failed at everything I've ever tried. So my my actual silly as it sounds, and I'm probably less like that, you know, because I've had a bit of success, uh, you know, after I was 38. I, I genuinely was so used to going, actually, you know, if this doesn't work, it's going to be like everything else that hasn't worked and it's not going to kill me. Yeah. Because I've always had that since I was at junior school. And I think that's that's the difference. So, yeah, it will be, it's going to, it will test him. But I think at the end, he'll be a very strong, he'll be stronger and he'll be a better he'll, human being for he'll it. He'll be absolutely fine. And the fact that you're thinking about it now uh, means that he is uh, being brought up by people that are, you know, doing the right thing, you, you know. So, Good luck to you, man. Um, do you know what? Let, let me just tell you something. Off the back of that, when I read that email, right, I thought to myself, I really want to talk to this person and reassure them. And But at the same time, 
No disrespect to you and me, Tom. We are deeply underqualified to tackle that question. But no, at the no, same no. time, you do want to address it. Do you know what I mean? It's such a yeah. weird... For... But you kind of... I, 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 and I know we make a joke out of this. I really want to just say to the... Say to this young lad, it is got everything will be all right. Yeah. Because that's the thing of it. You know, you worry, didn't you? You worry about youngsters. And, and, you know, we've talked about it a bit on recently on here when you watch, especially young men and how, how the dynamic works between them. And you think mm. of, I, you know, we, me and you joked about it, but when we were working with those kids the other day, both of us went, oh, we would be that kid. And that was the outsider <laughs> who was worried about wetting, his knick, wetting himself <laughs> on, the, on the day. And I was like, I would have been that kid. I would love to say that I'd be the kid who was great at fucking martial arts or the kid who was great at football but I'd have been a kid going you know do you think I'll be able to go to the toilet because I'm worried about putting my pants on set that would have been me I would, but I wouldn't have even asked the question I would have just pissed myself and then... <laughs> it would have just been really fucking awkward for everyone for the rest of the day you want to do one more? let's do one more okay uh, this is from let me just double check if okay this is from Dougal. Wow. Um, you know, Dougal's one of those names that just makes you happy as soon as you hear it. It is a nice name. I didn't feel happier as I read it out, though. No, I just felt a little sort of ray of sunshine just hit my face as, oh. as you said the name Dougal. You are sat by your window, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> could have just been that. It could have been a little <laughs> actual bit of sunlight happening just as you said it. But anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I digress. Uh, boys, how goes it? Love the podcast. Uh, now, full disclaimer, this email is going to sound like I'm throwing shade at Romesh, uh, but please be assured this is not the case. And this is a genuine request for perspective on an issue that has followed me throughout life that I think you can relate to. Before we carry on, since we've been doing this podcast today, my fucking MacBook has activated Siri about 20 times. Can somebody... It's just fucking activated net. Oh, I did say Siri. You said Siri, but turn it off, mate. Turn it off. Siri is the most useless fucking thing anyone's ever come up with. It's fucking... Honestly, Do you know how you can help me, Siri? You can help me by fucking off every Apple product that's ever been made. I'll tell you what you can stop doing is stop interrupting me, and then when I actually do ask you something, be unable to fucking solve that request. Haven't I... I've switched off the Apple Watch because it was the worst thing. You could be in the middle of a fucking whatever and you'd raise your arm and it'd fucking... How can I help you, mate? Do one. Yeah. Go fuck... You say you can help me, Siri. Go fuck yourself, right? And as I've said that, it's not activated. But it activated when I said perspective. Anyway, (laughs) carrying on. Sorry, not to take away from Dougal's uh, email. I have a naturally miserable face. This is not me talking now. This is Dougal. I was thinking that the other day, actually, about you. Pardon? (laughs) Yeah, I've got like a resting, resting sulky face. Yeah, I have. That's definitely true. But sometimes on, on set of King Gary, I am actually annoyed <laughs> at how I'm being treated by the production. But anyway, I mean that my default expression is somewhere between extremely unhappy and slightly pissed off. I look like I either can't be asked or I'm tired of everyone's shit. Personality-wise, can, this couldn't be any further from the truth. I see myself as a sociable and upbeat guy who will give anyone the time of day. However, getting people to give me the time of day can be somewhat challenging at times. While I'm having conversations, I need to consciously force my face into a neutral expression so I'm not inadvertently glaring at the person I'm talking to like I want to stab them in the kidneys. It's quite visceral. Uh, I've fallen out of favour with employers because of this. I've had HR meetings about my work ethic because I'm sat at my desk looking like my best mate just ran over my dog or running away with my wife. I've not been invited to social events because people thought I didn't like them. And I think in life, some people just took one look at my face and avoid interaction with me. I guess you know where I'm going with this. Romesh, uh, it feels like when it comes to naturally looking, you look like you hate the world and everything in it. Fair play for spinning it into a career. 
Uh, is this a problem you've experienced over any point in your life? Uh, it would also be interesting to hear Tom's thoughts. He strikes me as a polar opposite with a naturally cheerful and outgoing demeanour. And imagine this opens up a completely different set of opportunities and invokes a different day-to-day reaction for people. Thanks again for the podcast. I've, I've sort of, there's, he, he goes on, a, I was about to say quite a bit, but, and he goes on to detail, but we've got the gist. So, well, uh, yeah, I mean, I can jump in here and say my face isn't an anime. I have to really focus on my face because if I, my, my go-to face, my resting face is stupid. Genuinely, if I don't concentrate on it I, and I'm just standing in my own thoughts, I look like I'm a dog trying to work out a card trick. Oh, that is my resting face. It's just... But, but to, in fairness, you look like a dog that's pretty close to working out. <laughs> I will sit there and I, that is stupid. But... I love that. That's like one of my favourite looks on anybody's face, your your face. Yeah. Like that. So so I have to, like when we're doing this even, sometimes mm. I'm listening to Romo's talking, I catch, catch a glimpse of myself <laughs> and I'm, I actually generally think, why is he even friends with me? Like, oh, don't, you don't. If we were sitting together on the bus, yeah, Right, and I I don't know if this is speaking out of turn. Like, if we were sitting together on a bus with both of our resting faces, right, mm. people would like look at us and go, "Oh, look at him! He's looking after his big friend." Yeah, yeah, and he's really unhappy about it. <laughs> he, <yeah. laughs> he's not going to be in the job for much longer. I I I um I have had this, pro- you know, I do have this resting sulky face. Resting dick face. And um, it's a problem. I don't know if it's affected my jobs and stuff, but it has like, like, for example, Lisa has had to sort of accept. I remember when, we fir- when I first went away with Lisa on holiday, like before we had kids or anything, I remember her saying to me, second day in to the holiday, it's very difficult to know if you're enjoying this or not. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify, it wasn't while we were having sex, but... Um, I have had that. And I remember like uh, I got asked to go and do, uh, to go and judge a, a, a new stand-up competition. Like for these guys were trying at their first sets and I was, they asked me to go down and be a judge. And in front of me, the woman that runs a course warned them about my face. She said, just so you know, don't get nervous. Ramesh won't look like he's enjoying it, but he will be. But let me just say, by the way, guys, I think there are very, 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 very few sights as sweet as when that frown breaks into a smile as it just has. <laughs> but do you know what? Like, I will work so hard in a thirsty, sad, pathetic way. Sometimes I'll look across the room when we're filming or we're, we're together in some sort of scenario and I'll look at sort of that sort of embittered resting face and I think I can't wait to put a smile across that. And I'll just walk over to him and just you know, either tickle him or crack a joke. Sometimes, actually, I make him look even worse with the jokes I say. But it is a blessed yeah. feeling. The tickling, the tickling is, it's not okay. But, anyway, uh, this face thing, yeah, it, it came up for me actually yesterday because I did uh, Saturday night takeaway yesterday, right? You've mentioned that four times now. Have I really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah, I get it. You, you. You're showing off your baggage. No, 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 no. So I did. So last night there was a bit where, so you know, guest announcer, you don't do anything. Yeah. Right? But there's one bit where they they're doing something, and they said, "I'm going to be in shot, right?" But not, I'm not doing anything. But I am in shot, and me being in shot when I wasn't doing anything was a fucking big problem for the show last night because really not not in the actual show because they had to because we did a rehearsal, but like the like. I basically look like I don't give a... F- like, when I'm stood just watching something, 
I just looked like I, not only that I didn't give a fuck, I was utterly miserable about it. It's the same thing like when um, I went to watch Walshy doing Strictly, and there's a bit where one of the dancers came like right in front of me. And so the spotlight, you know, the light that's on them just hits you because you're sat in the front row. Yeah. The number of tweets I got saying Romish Ranganathan looking like he would rather fucking chop his own dick off than be sat watching Strictly tonight. And I was just engaged in what I was, what you know, it was like I just didn't happen to be smiling or whatever. But I, I think with you, though, people know that's the thing. If it was me genuinely looking like that, yeah. they'd know it was, something's wrong. Mm, mm. What's your thinking face? Have you got like a stupid face when you're thinking? I'm doing it there. Is that what it is? That? Yeah. It's quite, yeah. It's, quite, yeah. it's not What's really, you look intelligent all the time. That's the thing. It's very misleading. You think so? Um, yeah. I think that's, I think they might be racist. No, but you do, what? Saying so you look intelligent? Well, you just, I think you're just assuming that because I'm brown and I've got glasses on, that I must be thinking about no, a No, but also you've got, like, a you always, you always look like you know what's going on in your eyes and your mouth. Really? You don't ever, yeah. I've never looked at you in all of our years of friendship and gone, oh, he, just, he hasn't got a grasp of this situation. He knows exactly, you know exactly what's going on. No, you need to spend more time if, when I'm around Lisa. You look, I think you, this is the highest compliment I could play another human being. You remind me of Hannibal from the A-Team a lot of the time. That's the highest compliment you can pay any human being. One of them. That I remind you of po possibly the most lackluster member of the A-Team. <laughs> no, he's the clever one. He comes up with the plans. Hannibal is the worst member of the A2 by a he's long the, stretch. He's the clever, sensible by one. By a long stretch. He's the clever, sensible one. Yeah, he has to come up with plans because <laughs> there's nothing else that fucking earns him the position of being in that fucking Mate, show. Look, look, I'm saying. And that. who are you? Who are you? If I'm you probably say, like a merger. If you, I'm like, I'd probably be If you say you're team. a merger fucking Murdoch and Face. No, I'd never say that. I'd never. I'd probably be a cross between Murdoch and BA. Okay. I'd say. It's so funny to see how you see yourself. How you see me. It's really... No, because you do a lot of this... You know, let's be absolutely honest here. You do a lot of this bullshit complimenting, right? No, sort that's what fucking... Right, no, everyone, no, listen, guys, no, get on, up no, the no. podcast. Because I think Hannibal is an amazing guy. Do not... Do not hit up the podcast, okay, on this, please. Do not hit up the podcast. What I'm going to say to you is this. You say a lot of compliments, like, you know, sweet, sweet soul, and you, I love you for that, and blah, blah. And then... You say something where you compare us and stuff, and that's when I finally get the real idea of what Mate, you think about us. If I was, you know what, I think Face is the driest out of all the A team. Actually, do you know what? You might be right. I think you if I compared right. you to Face, fair enough. Face has got nothing about him apart from his looks. If the A team were around now, Face would be gone. He'd be out. They'd have had to, he's got. He is exactly what we we're talking about earlier. He's yeah, got nothing right, to. Actually. Yeah, he's got you're no right. street smarts. You're right. you're right. What did you think of the film remake of the A team? Though? Yeah, I don't mind it. I thought he was. I thought um, Bradley Cooper was actually Bradley Cooper made a better face. He had more about him. Yeah. You know what? We should remake the A team, but mix it up. Mix it up. I'll be BA. You okay? In twenty twenty one, the idea that you're going to play BA in our remake of the A team, you'd be Hannibal. Yeah, that's the thing. Me being Hannibal would be seen as a super woke move, and it's right. great. And there'd be some uproar on Twitter. You being BA would get both you and me cancelled. Right, okay, well, if I, I'd have to be Murdoch then. You can't be Murdoch. Why? You just can't be, I'm sorry, but you can't, you cannot be Murdoch. I'd, I can't be Hannibal. It would be a fucking dire fucking sad state of affairs if we fucking somehow got a remake of a, <laughs> the A-Team we were both fucking uh, at not even casting it. <laughs> that's... A pair of fucking essays. That's the level we're at. 
We managed okay. to get this film away. It's all odds. They fucking managed to get away a British remake of the 80s. And neither of them. This is how fucking it, dedicated yeah. these guys. But they're not in it because, yeah. you know, why would you put them in it? A pair of losers. Um, anyway, in answer to your question, Dougal, it has affected both our lives. Um, yeah. But, you know, what I would say to you is... Just quickly on that, do you know my writing face? I'll put my, stick my tongue out when I write. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You don't do that the whole time you write. Yeah, right. You can't even keep it up for your little fucking 30-second act out. No, right, if I'm writing... No, but but Tom, Tom, the thing is, this is a stu- this is a, a totally pointless example because you're you're going. I stick my tongue out when I write, and then I go, oh okay, and go, I don't believe you. And you go, yeah, no, watch, and then you don't write and stick your tongue out. I mean, I'm the debate isn't about whether you can stick your tongue out or not. <laughs> there he is, old Munro. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, riding up my ass like a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, okay. Now, listen, we're coming to the end of this episode. I would say that we've done both the, the main and the bonus now yeah. in quick succession. Uh, which one do you think's better? Uh, I enjoyed them both. Actually, the bonus one was my favourite one this week. Mm, me too. Me too. I enjoyed it. Um, I'll tell you what. Well, actually, do you know what? I'm going to say, for the first time probably since we started doing this, the bonus and the main have got very different feels to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the bonus, the main one was a lot of kind of anecdotes and meandering chat, whereas this one was a bit more kind of... Yeah. Well, it's, and also, know, this sparky, one, the most exciting thing to, to announce is the big running race. So Are we definitely... I'll be honest with you, my arse has gone a bit on that. Mate, you can, if your ass goes, then you have to fucking do a forfeit. Like what? Um, I'm sure I can think of something. <laughs> okay, the way, I'll be honest with you. The way you sort of said that, it sounds it's a, it was like you're going to organise a prison rape. <laughs> no, I'm sure I can think of something. Okay. So everyone, guys, get in touch with the Wolf and Owl Pod at Gmail. So, firstly, who do you think will run, run the winning run? Who do you think will win the running race between me and Ramesh? That's the big one. But also, if Ramesh blouses out because he's too scared, what should his forfeit be? Okay, great. Um, I I mean, I'm actually in favour of that because you haven't said, could you please respond in a pictorial form (laughs) of what you think that forfeit is? Well, you know, you haven't got right. They can send pictures and stuff of what you've got to do. Okay. Um, I'm pretty sure pictorial's not a word. I think it might be pictorial. You're talking to the wrong, wrong person there. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We love you. Namaste. Uh, we'll see you again on... Uh, we won't see you. We'll hear from you again on... No, we won't hear from you. You'll hear from us again. Yeah. Oh, fuck me. Goodbye. <laughs>